welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Lots of things to get into today as we're going to be joined by Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio on the podcast. He has great insight to Eric Musselman the potential head coach for the Arkansas Razorback basketball team. He is somebody that has covered the Nevada basketball program, has been to their practices, even knows Eric Musselman on a personal level. So looking forward to catching up with him because that's really where this podcast starts. You know, yesterday on the podcast, if you listen to it, it broke down Eric Musselman because it looked like it was going to be him as the next head coach of Arkansas, and it still looks like it's going to be the case. Sources have confirmed that he is in Fayetteville right now as we speak as I'm recording this podcast reportedly interviewing for the job I believe that he's actually not just interviewing but signing a contract I feel like it's that confirmed that he will be the next head coach of the Razorback basketball team so if you want to know more about Eric Musselman or at least my thoughts on Eric Musselman and more in depth be sure to listen to yesterday's podcast because I, I get really in depth with his record his resume where he came from, what type of style he gets into. And uh, I'll allude a little bit more to that in today's podcast as well. But it comes down to this, Razorback fans. Just going off the reaction of what some of you had when you listened to my podcast yesterday and you listened to my show this morning, dealing with Eric Musselman, there are a good bit of you, I'd say probably 60% of you, who are on board with it. Who are saying, you know what, this is this is a solid hire. I like this hire. The more I read about this guy, the more I hear about this guy, I really like the decision by the administration that this is going to be the guy. That's about 60% of you. And then I would say there's about 35% of you that are saying that this is the worst decision ever. This is crap. Why did they fire Mike Anderson for somebody like this? This certainly this is not the decisions that are being made by the administration. If that's the case, then count me out. I want nothing to do with this, blah, blah, blah. You feel very strongly on the other end of the spectrum. And then the other 5% of you, you know, you're kind of like, eh, whatever. We'll see. That's kind of how it's at least set up right now through social media. And this is the reactions that I've been hearing from some people. And I have my own doubts of Eric Musselman. I am not going to come to you and say that he's going to be the greatest coach of all time in Razorback history. I think that's stupid. I think it'll also be stupid for me to say that, oh, he's going to be uh, a coach that's going to accomplish X, Y, Z. Because you know, just as well as I do, that college basketball is a very funny sport. And when it comes to accomplishments, especially in the postseason, that's really few and far between. It's really difficult to tab and to understand exactly what a program is capable of until they actually get there, until they actually do it. I mean, look at Auburn, my goodness. What they're doing right now is just insane, but no one would have thought that that was the upside for them, or at least the expectation, but now it's become the expectation. So either way, that's where you're at right now. And with Eric Musselman being the guy, I understand that those of you who are not really big fans on it, it's, at least from what I've gathered, it's because his name is not Chris Beard or Billy Donovan or Kelvin Sampson even. He's not that name that you were expecting, that you were wanting, that you feel like you deserve, that you feel like Arkansas deserves, and you wanted more. And I get that. I understand that you feel you're a program 
that is one still a top 30 program in the country, the second best program in the SEC, and I agree with you. I feel you are that way. But, folks, it's not just as simple as writing a check and then poof, you immediately get a national championship winning coach. It's not that simple. And it's never going to be that simple. In fact, if you look at Arkansas's two best coaches, their Hall of Fame coaches, where were they at before they came to Arkansas? Eddie Sutton was at Creighton. Nolan Richardson was at Tulsa. And those two coaches are your Hall of Fame caliber coaches. The two coaches that put you on the map. And that's where they came from. They weren't household names. They weren't guys that everybody was just begging for them to come to their school when they were looking for a new coach. Those were the guys that fit the mold for Arkansas basketball, and they ended up proving themselves just as good as what everyone was hoping they would be. So don't always expect to get the big name. Don't always want just the big name. You got a name coach with Brett Bielema on football, and look what that got you. Look what it got you. It can go both ways. Because when you tried the up-and-comer of Stan Heath or even John Pelfrey, look what that got you to. It can be a crapshoot sometimes. But just because the name that this coach has, or is probably going to have, is not a name of a coach that's currently playing for the Final Four or a national championship or is consistently going to Sweet 16s at their respective schools, just because it's not that coach does not mean it's the wrong coach. Does not mean it's a bad option. Does not mean you're going to get worse as a program. Mike Anderson and Arkansas both needed a change. There's no denying that fact. Both of these programs, or both program and coach and Mike Anderson, they both needed a refresher. And Arkansas is getting that, and Mike Anderson's going to get that, and I think both of them will be better for it. But if it ends up being Eric Musselman, which, I, again, I firmly believe it will be, the coach from Nevada, I'm going to give him a chance. He has coached at every level. He has a system in place that works. He has obviously really held on to getting transfers from bigger schools to help out his school itself, and that's fine. He's been successful, and he's had success at the previous stop. It's not the big-name school. It's not the school that's going to make everybody just go and say, oh, man, how did Nevada let him get away? It's not going to be that. But he has potential. He's a young, energetic guy. I mean, as energetic as they come. But he's not a name. Don't always go for the names, Razorback fans. Don't just see the name that he's got on his business card or the name that you're going to see up on the, on the big screen there at Bud Walton Arena and say, well, that's, that's all it's going to be. Give him a chance at least. Give him a chance. Because as history has proven, there's been a lot of coaches that have had chances taken on and that ended up being really successful. That's how college basketball works. I gave you examples from Arkansas alone. When Bruce Pearl was hired at Tennessee – he was coming from Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Do you think Tennessee was just up in arms how great of a coach that's going to be? No. I'm sure some of them were at least waiting and seeing. 
think he had the potential. And look what happened. And look where Bruce Pearl's at now. There's a lot of coaches that are that way, folks. They're all over college basketball. And it happens on the regular. All of these coaches, or at least most of these coaches, the coaches that are considered the best at what they do in college basketball, all came from a smaller school. And not all of them at that smaller school had high-end success where they were making Final Fours. Hasn't always been that way. So I say all that to say this. Razorback fans, when Eric Musselman is announced that he is the head coach of the Arkansas Razorback basketball team, give him a chance, at least. See what he can do. Let him win you over by winning. Because I'm telling you, if he ends up being a big-time coach, if he ends up being a coach that brings Arkansas back to the level of success that they were having in the 90s, where at least they're competing nationally, at least if they're doing that, not saying they have to win a championship, but they're at least in the conversation on occasion, then he could be your guy forever. I don't think he has any ties in any particular school, and he's still relatively young. It's only in his 50s, early 50s, mind you. So he could end up being your guy. And he's not a big name now. But give him time, and he may be one of the biggest names in college basketball. Time will tell. But if Eric Musselman's the guy, I know I'm for sure curious on what he's going to be able to do. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Welcome in, Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio. Aaron, appreciate you joining us this morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, John. How you doing, man? Hey, we're doing awesome here. It's entertaining, to say the least, because of all the things going on with the coaching search. We'll just start right there. Arkansas basketball looking for their next coach. If Aaron Torres was making this hire, the one that would fit Arkansas and make the most sense, which coach would you go for for the University of Arkansas? Well, it's tough, John. I mean, like, the guy that fits makes the most sense, I mean, is probably, I mean, probably Chris Beard, right? I mean, he coached in Little Rock, knows the area, Texas guy, but, you know, he's not leaving Texas Tech. So, you know, like, that's the call I would make. That's the pile of cash that I would throw on the floor. If that doesn't happen, I'd do the same with Kelvin Sampson. But, um, you know, I mean, all I'll say is, is that, well, I, listen, John, you know me, right? Like, like I, I've said that I understand Arkansas fans' frustration um, with the Mike Anderson era, three NCAA tournaments, you never make it past the, the first weekend, et cetera. The problem is, is that, you know, when you make a hot, when you fire your coach in the same offseason that three other SEC t- teams have made, made firings, well, two and a half, because I don't even know if Vandy counts as a real SEC <laughs> team, but, um, you know, like you're gonna like. There's only so many good candidates to go around, and so this was my only fear. Um, you know, when Arkansas did make this plunge, is look, you know, John, you know, like you know, other people around the SEC. And I, I don't know how plugged in you are in College Station, but you know, the workings of this deal for Texas A&M, very likely with uh, Buzz Williams, they've been going on for three, four months now. Um, Alabama got probably, what, a week head start on Mike Anderson and in Arkansas. And so, you know, I, I know I didn't really answer your question, but I guess what I'm saying is there are only so many good candidates to go around. 
before you're stuck with somebody that doesn't quote unquote feel as sexy uh, as Kelvin Sampson or Chris Beard. So I'll be interested to see what they do. I know you have some names that you're probably hearing, and and you know we could go from there. But uh, you know I don't I don't want to bring negativity to the show first thing in the morning. But this is the challenge of a coaching search when like a quarter of the league has opened up this year. What is the perception? I mean, I know what people in Arkansas perceive the Arkansas basketball program to be. What is the outside perception of what the Arkansas job is? Well, you know, I'll say this. I think my perception is a little bit stronger than maybe a lot of other national media guys. You know, I don't think the the, – like, if you ask a national media guy what's the second best job in the SEC – I don't think for most of them Arkansas comes to mind. I think they'd probably say Florida or whatever. Um, but I, I, you know, I know having known you and Ty for years and other guys in the media, and really, frankly, haven't done my homework. You know, I, I legitimately think Arkansas is the, the second best job in the SEC um, behind Kentucky. I mean, you know, this is the thing about Arkansas is that, you know, look, uh, Florida. Yes, they have more recent success, but like. They don't sell out pretty much any game at all. You know, there's not really buzz in the air unless Kentucky is in the arena. Um, you know, we saw this year at LSU, they didn't really sell out. They, there wasn't really an environment until the last game or two of the season. Um, you go on and on down the list. Auburn is great for a big game, but it's not a great job. So, you know, I, I, I think even... I, I, I perceive it to be the second best job in the country, or in the country, in, in the SEC. I think most coaches, if you ask them to rank jobs, would probably say the same. Um, and so, you know, like, like, and to kind of answer your question, like, that's why, in theory, Arkansas can get a good coach, and it's the kind of job that I think they can get a good active sitting coach from somewhere to come in. But it's just a matter of do you strike at the right time? Are the right candidates available? And if Kelvin Sampson ends up saying no, and you know he's been kind of uh, you know his season ended on Friday, and we still have no word as of at least as that I've heard as of eight central today, um, you know is the right candidate out there? Sometimes you have a great job, it's, but it's not always easy to fill if the right guy isn't available. Speaking with Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio right now in the Morning Rush. Aaron, let's talk about Eric Musselman. That's been the name we've been discussing. He's a guy that some Razorback fans, I'm sure, have had to Google exactly who he is, but he's been around a long time, has coached a lot of different leagues. You're out there on the West Coast, so maybe you have a better idea. What's Eric Musselman like? And if Arkansas was to go with somebody like him, how would that work for the Razorbacks, and would it be a good hire for him? Well, I'll tell you this. There's only one person like Eric Musselman, so there's nobody like him. You're either going to get him or you're not. It's like John Neighbors. There's only one John Neighbors. You're not getting somebody like John Neighbors. Uh, Musk is is a unique cat, you know, and I I think, you know, the reason that um, I I wanted to come on with you this morning, John, was because I I don't think there's anybody that knows him, knows how his program operates on the national scale better than I do. Uh, I went up there for some practices. You know, I know the staff really well. Um, like I said, he's a different cat. You know, uh, he is, um, you know, I, I, I think he's almost like a football coach in a basketball coach's body. Um, he's very demanding. Um, you know, he's very demanding of everyone, his players, his, his staff, the administration. You know, if, if, Eric, if, if Eric Musselman gets to Arkansas, you know, he is going to make Arkansas basketball relevant right away by sheer force of will. Um, and I and listen, and I think 
Like, like I think that's the kind of guy that Arkansas maybe needs, right? Like, because it's easy um, with all these big personalities in the SEC. Even if you get a quote unquote good coach, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle, right? Like, like Calipari's larger than life. Bruce Pearl is larger than life. You know, if Buzz Williams goes to A and M. That guy, he's pretty much larger than life. And so, to me, I think Muss would make sense. Um, you know, on on a, a scale of two things, one. He brings instant credibility. He obviously made the Sweet 16 last year. Uh, so I guess three things. Instant credibility. Um, he is going to make Arkansas matter if it, if it is literally the death of him. Um, and two and three, I'm, I'm getting confused. You, thought, you think I'd be able to count to three here. Um, you know, um, he's going to win. And I think that's obviously, like, that's the number one attribute with this hire is he, through sheer force of will, is going to win. Now, he's going to ruffle some feathers. He's going to do it his own way. I would guess if he goes to Arkansas, he's going to do it the same way he did in Nevada. It's going to be a lot of transfers. You know, if you want the four-year player that you get to know and you wrap your arms around, it ain't going to happen. You're going to have one dude that's leaving Michigan State and one dude that's leaving, uh, you know, Kansas and, you know, one dude that's transferring up from Arkansas, Little Rock, and they're all going to be gone next year. But, like I said, you're going to win. And so if, if Eric Musselman is the guy, I think by year two, I think it's realistic to start talking NCAA tournament. It obviously depends on the roster that he's going to put together. But honestly, he's the kind of guy that you might not know who the roster is till like the day before school starts as he's kind of, uh, you know, kind of moving and shaking. So, you know, it's a gift and a curse. He's a great coach. Um, he's going to treat the roster almost more like a NBA GM than a college coach that's developing a three, four, five-year plan. But he's going to win. He's going to bring excitement. There is zero doubt in my mind about that. So it sounds like he leans a lot more towards, from, from the way you described it, transfers and, and, and looking in JUCO gyms and, and that route than, than recruiting the high school trails. What kind of recruiter is Eric Musselman if, if, if he uh, in, ends up indeed being a target for the University of Arkansas? He's going to get players um, any way, shape, or form, you know, and, and obviously, and I mean that, you know, legally and above board and all that stuff, you know, obviously there's no, like, FBI hint or anything like that with him. He's going to get players, um, you know, he's going to hit the ground running right away. I mean, look, John, I mean, I can tell you right now, um, I could be mistaken on this, but first of all, all five of his starters this year were fifth-year seniors, who started their careers at other schools. So that tells you kind of the, the ship that he's running. You know, of his regular rotation this year, he really only played about seven or eight guys. Uh, only one of them was a player that came to Nevada straight from high school, and that guy was a McDonald's All-American. And, oh, by the way, he didn't really play all that much. And so, you know, Muss is a guy that's going to rely on veterans. He's going to count on veterans. Um, you know, will he dabble in the occasional high school player? I know there's obviously a couple really high-profile players in the class of 2020 in Arkansas. Yeah, he'll pursue them, um, but I don't think he's going to lose sleep. And, you know, what's crazy, John, is this. I know that probably a lot of people um, listening are, you know, that sounds kind of scary. That's new, right? I've never had a coach that's just going to go crazy on the transfer market. But you talk to their coaching staff, and you almost wonder why everybody doesn't do it that way. And what I mean by that is this, is I remember talking to their coaching staff, you know, and, and we were talking about high school players, right? And, you know, Kentucky, like for an example, they live and die by high school players, and, and that's the nature of what they do. But, you know, every high school class isn't great. And so what happens when there isn't 
the Zion Williamson's or what, for Kentucky I'm talking about now. What happens when there aren't those elite guys? Well, now what do you do? You're bringing in guys that are probably not as good. You're throwing them into the fire right away, and you're expecting them to win the SEC, right? So, like, from Nevada's perspective, the way that they've done it is we're going to go out and get guys. They're going to come to campus. They're going to, first of all, they're going to be two or three years older than a typical high school player. Um, they're going to sit out for a year so they understand who we are, what our culture is, how we practice, how we eat, how we uh, study in the classroom. And we're going to give them a year to transition. And then when they get on the court, they're going to be two or three years older where, you know, John Calipari may have a five-star McDonald's All-American, but that kid might not be used to playing against a 21-year-old, 22-year-old grown man. And so that's their blueprint. That's how they've had success. And frankly, when you hear him talk about it, when you hear the staff talk about it, you kind of wonder why more people don't do it. So I wouldn't be concerned with, you know, like, they don't really sign guys out of high school up there, and maybe it would change if they got to Arkansas or another uh, power conference program. I don't know. But I also think that they have a blueprint that works for them. Um, and, you know, look, whatever you think about any coach, when you bring in a coach, you want to you want them to have a blueprint and you want it to have worked previously. Aaron Torres, host of Fox Sports Radio. Always appreciate you joining us, man. Great insight, great stuff. And if our... Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.